Hello, family. We're trying something new in the New Media Collective today. Uh, this is a test pilot episode, one of two of our new podcasts, The Billion Dollar Minds, directly from Clubhouse. So fair warning, this Clubhouse room today is being recorded for those purposes. So welcome to the BD, uh, BDG New Media Collective um, a podcast hosted by me, Kate Anderson, and the Collective. So please help me to welcome our co-moderators to the room. Um, and we will start with giving the mic over to Anthony. Would you please introduce yourself, my friend? Anthony Sabatino, welcome. Thank you, Tate. Yes. Um, so my name is Anthony Sabatino. I am the CEO and founder of my company called ASPF Solutions. Um, so I have started coaching for a few years, and what we do now is we are a business consulting company um, working with all different ranges of companies through a large a mass of uh, staff and revenue. Um, so basically, um, that's what we're up to now. Um, we've been you know, running the company for a few years. Um, we're based here in New York City um, and looking forward to learning a little bit more about everybody else in the room. Awesome, Anthony. It's so great to have you here. I know that we met a while back um, with uh, one of the number one growth agencies out there in social land, and it's been amazing to watch your page develop, and it's so beautiful to have you in the room today. So uh, with that, I'm going to hand the mic over to Raj Singh to introduce himself. Thank you, Tate. Uh, my name is Raj Singh, as Tate said. I'm from London, UK. You probably can tell from my accent. And um, I am I'm the founder director and head of public relations of my agency, Exclusive PR. And we help uh, businesses find their way and make money online and offline. So we offer a variety of services where we provide solutions for businesses that don't know how to market and want some kind of presence. I'm also the founder director for a record label that offers 100% of income back into artist pockets. And my profiles across all social media actually has loads of free marketing uh, tips, stats, trends, and what to look out for. So we follow the trends and then we repurpose those onto our socials. Um, and more recently, I've been involved in a mental health project, which is to help men's mental health. And it's a project called Mendable, which is uh, going to make a massive difference to men worldwide. Do check out my socials for that. And I'm done speaking for now. Thank you, Tate. You're welcome, Raj. It's so great to have you in the room. And someday I want to hear you play the beautiful drum that you play. I know that you're a musician yourself and that you help musicians. So one of these days we'll have to do like an audio version of a, of a drumming uh, for, for the clubhouse. So awesome. So I'm going to hand the mic over to Zavi, Zavi Donabedian, our communications expert in the room today. Yes, thank you, Tate. My name is Zavi D, Zavi Donabedian. I'm the owner of Stoked Communication, which is a platform that coaches stoked entrepreneurs in the art of masterful communication to create clarity in their personal and professional relationships. Uh, I also work as a functional medicine practitioner and work with clients uh, from all aspects of lifestyle, mental, emotional, nutritional, and physical. Uh, my journey began with uh, morbid obesity when I was a kid, and I got early on into personal growth and development and have found my mainstay in communication coaching uh, from both a personal and business perspective. Grateful to be here today. 
Thank you, Tate. What up, Stoker? <laughs> that is the lingo. Yes, indeed. I love that. I love the little buzzwords that come come up in our businesses. You know, what up, Stoker? Um, all of these little uh, pieces. And Zavi, you are a great example of someone who has uh, lived through, um, as I think we all have, lived through the difficulties in life and turned them into success in a major way. So glad to have you in the New Media Collective room today. And uh, last but certainly not least, uh, our podcast mogul, Phil, our tech guy behind the scenes running the podcast today. like to have you introduce yourself, my friend. Thank you very much, Tate. Uh, I am Phil Better, the podcast mogul or the self-proclaimed podcast mogul because I have too many podcasts. And uh, anyways, um, I help entrepreneurs, business owners leverage the use of podcasting to get their ideal client warmed up and ready to buy their products uh, by having them either being a guest on the podcast or just listening to the podcast and showing their authoritativeness in their niche and their competence of their job. Um I uh, I had the honor of meeting Tate, and I sold him on the idea of all the lost knowledge in his uh, clubhouses on the idea of having this billion-dollar mind podcast going on out to the world so that more people can learn and uh, take advantage of the knowledge that he is able to bring together in these uh, uh, clubhouse rooms. So uh, thank you very much for all being a part of it, and uh, Tate, I'm done. Thanks, Phil. Thank you so much for changing the way that uh, Clubhouse can run for us and be able to produce uh, and amplify our voices out to the many, uh, no matter how many people are on stage. What we believe in the Billion Dollar Growth New Media Collective is that quality is always going to be uh, important over quantity. And at the same time, sometimes, you know, we work so hard that we are uh, hustling so hard, I should say, that uh, the efficiency factor and the diminishing return laws come in and we start to burn out. And um, one, of, uh, one of my coaching, uh, one of my uh, business ventures uh, is that I am a business coach and um, I uh, help people identify that awareness uh, and their purpose and turn that into actionable blueprints um, and on the business end of coaching, um, I work with premier uh, clients one-to-one over a longer term. I also am excited to be producing a 30-day accelerator for those that are um, interested in niching themselves toward their purpose, right? So that's kind of what I do here, and I facilitate the New Media Collective and the our mission, it's interesting, with our New Media Collective, our mission has been to become um, a solid group of quality entrepreneurs who belong to a top-notch mastermind. And currently we have 16 successful entrepreneurs that are acting as a guiding and steering sort of group, a conscious of the group, so to speak. And these are some values that they mentioned about the New Media Collective. Number one, they want to belong to a top-notch mastermind. Number two, they want a multi-platform approach to integration. Number three, a safe platform to emerge from the pack and ascend. That's a big one right there because the pack is so large and to ascend is uh, 
<laughs> to ascend is amazing. And so uh, number four is quiet strategy and effortless mastery. Five is congruence with, quote, new wealth values. Six is genuine engagement and honest accountability. And the last one is, am I undervaluing myself and always remembering what my true worth truly is? And the 16 members uh, meet weekly on a Zoom call to sort of guide the growth. And over the course of the next 50 days, we want to grow 500 people. And who knows in 2022 where we'll be at. So with that being said, the idea of today is pitching our business. And so I want to just start with that piece to pitch your business. And I want to throw out there a question to the team here. Um, what do you define as pitching your business? Um, what do you define as a successful pitch of your business? And that would be the first question to kick it off with here. And so maybe we could just go popcorn style and uh, add some value to those that are listening and uh, those that are in the audience on pitching their business and how do I know that my pitch is successful? Let's start right there. And so I would love to hand the microphone over to our uh, newest guest, uh, Anthony. Would you like to take a stab at this? Yeah, definitely. So, you know, I've um, had the luxury of actually being a part um, of a few different pitches in terms of me listening. Um, and one of the things that I've just blatantly noticed above all else is one of the biggest struggles and what I would then in opposite sense say would be the one, something that would really make the most successful pitch is the ability to answer a question in a succinct manner. So one of the worst things you can do in a pitch is after you give your spiel, right? And, you know, you have people that you're pitching to, obviously they have some curiosity around what you just said. So they're going to be able to ask you some questions, obviously. And your ability at that juncture to give some version of, you know, just consolidation and just straight to the point answer that doesn't really revolve around a whole ton of fluff, for lack of a better term. I think that is a more almost an underutilized, um, facet of a pitch and I think just in general right when you think about like you going out to a pitch um, to um, whether it be investors or whatever the case may be um, I think either way it's all it always comes down to your ability to communicate your your mission your goal right? I think that's what everybody's looking for is that they want to be able to at least trust the person that's talking to them that at least they have some you know vessel of where they're trying to figure out where they are today and go to where they want to go they just need to be able to see that clear message and that they know what they're talking about, I think. Mm. Mm. Consolidated speech. That's so beautiful. Love it. Thank you, Anthony. Anyone else want to take a stab at a successful pitch and what does it mean? I'll take a stab at it, Tate. Um, I do this every day, actually. And um, I think a successful pitch would be, um, I say in three stages. So one would be who you are and what you do. And then stage two will be you will brag about what you've done, what you can do. And stage three will be what value you can bring to your to your clients um, and how you can help them. Because I feel that everybody has a problem and there is a solution to a problem. So um, every time I go into different rooms, 
I always pitch about who I am, what I do, what I can offer, and how I can help to a larger solution. So I feel if you if if you break your pitch down into three separate stages, I think that way you could you could ultimately be pretty pretty successful. I mean, I've grown my clubhouse. I've been on this platform. I would say it was two months yesterday, eight weeks. And prior to that, I had grown. So let's say by the beginning of this week, I had grown my clubhouse community to a thousand, well, to eleven hundred followers. And I did not expect that. And I and I personally just came onto Clubhouse through a mutual friend, just to be part of the Mendable family and part of the Mendable group to help mental mental health. And my community just grew from there. Now I will be at some point starting my own club and my own room, you know. But I think. That is me giving value back. So I feel that having a successful pitch could ultimately be the success or failure of you getting clients. And since I've been on Clubhouse, I've gained so many prospects and so many hot leads. And I would say about, if I was to say out of 10, I would say about 80 to 90% of those will be, will be converted. I think some of them are just waiting to sort their businesses out a bit and then they will be converting into clients. Um, but I'll pass the mic back up to you, Tate. Thank you. Yes, Raj. Giving value back. I love it. Even in a pitch. You know, I, I think people consider pitches to be for me, right? I'm up on the stage. I want to earn that business. I want that person to pay money into my pocket. I, 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 I. And we forget to give value back. And so giving value back is such an important part of a pitch. But how do we do that? And still clearly communicate in a consolidated way. That's a very great offering. Thank you, Raj. Appreciate it very much. Um, so I just put another question out to the group. Feel free to answer that, or let's just flow kind of on the same topic of how to pitch your business and how do you know that it's been a successful pitch uh, when you're done. So let's move on in the room here. Oh, Raj, did you have something to add as well? I did, sorry. I, I was just going to say that we've got two new speakers on the stage, so if we can just quickly get them to do a quick introduction and then we can move on to what you want to like, just move on to the other speakers. That I think that would be cool. Fantastic. Thanks, Raj. I really appreciate that. Just Pawan, it's awesome just... to see. Oh, I'm sorry, Phil. Yes, you need to go ahead. Uh, we need to let you know, Pawan and Amaruta, we are recording a podcast in this room today. Our podcaster, Phil Better, in this room is recording a podcast called The Billion Dollar Mind. So I need to let you know that before you speak, just so that you are aware that what you're saying is going to be podcast out on our podcast, which, hey, I think is a great idea, right? It's expanding our influence. It's pitching our business. So with that in mind, Pawan and Amaruta, I would love to introduce you up to the stage. Uh, and, and if you so choose, please introduce yourself. And I'm going to hand the mic to Pawan first. Pawan, it's good to see you, my friend. Uh, thank you so much, Mr. Tate, for giving me the opportunity to speak here. Uh, actually, uh, the purpose uh, to in this room is just to learn from you all the things because I'm as a beginner social media manager and uh, a beginner uh, in this industry because uh, I'm willing to learn a lot of things from uh, professionals like you. So I'm here uh, just to purpose uh, uh, as an audience so that I can 
listen to all of you and learn it, uh, and get a gold wisdom from your side. Uh, actually, I'm introducing now myself. I am Pawan Barapatri from Nagpur, Maharashtra, India. I'm self-published author. I published my book in 2019. And after that, I'm still planning to publish many books. But uh, I want to learn something that will be pragmatic and that will be practical experience. And that I want to uh, craft it words. And that will uh, make, uh, that will create ideas to publish my next book. So, uh, awesome. Yeah, I'm, Welcome. Yeah. Thank you, Pawan. Thank you so, so much. And you're in the right place. <laughs> you're in the right place to learn quality um, over quantity here. So, Pawan, great to have you. And congratulations on being a self-published author. So I'm going to hand the mic now to Amaruta. It's beautiful to see you in the room. Would you like to introduce yourself and give a little quick pitch of your business? Um, sure. And uh, thank you so much for inviting me over here, Kate and Raj. Um, and uh, thank you for getting me up on the stage. Uh, my name is Amrita Patak. I am a brand um, architect. I consultant and um, I help to build brands that connect emotionally that will ultimately make money because as we all know and I'm sure you know take the when it comes to creating brands uh, the secret to the success is uh, basically a strong foundation I'm sure you are saying the right things to the right people and you have a proper positioning in place so I basically help my clients uh, get all of those aspects in place and um, to iron out any specific issues that they may have. And I'm also introducing a um, separate personal branding module now. I'm um, getting um, quite a few inquiries for that. So that is something that I figured that would also help people out. Uh, so yeah, that was just about me. Uh, thank you so much for the opportunity. Oh, thank you so much, and welcome to the New Media Collective Room, Amaruta, brand architect. I mean, how beautiful are those words? You mentioned a foundation. Um, I'm thinking of like a cornerstone of a building, right? <laughs> the cornerstone of my foundation. And now I'm starting to think of Zavi in my head, like what he might say about consolidating speech in communicating clearly that uh, mission and goal uh, concept. So really great to have you, Amaruta. Welcome. And for those that just joined this room, Cindy, Monica, Kritika, it is awesome and wonderful to have you in the room today. Welcome to the New Media Collective. Our topic today is pitch your business, expand your influence with a muscle guy or gal right there, huh? And I do need to let everyone know in the audience, we're recording today um, as a podcast is going to be produced, our podcast, The Billion Dollar Mind. So those in the room are, um, I'm just reading a back channel from Raj. Thanks, Raj. Yep. I appreciate it. You'll take care of the audience. Appreciate it. So um, do need to let you know if you come on stage that you are at risk of being recorded and you are at risk of expanding your influence out there to the digital world. We're producing this podcast uh, in the room today. So I want to kind of move on um, and 
and go return back to the question at hand, which is how do we know a pitch is successful? So far, we've talked about consolidating our speech. We've talked about clearly communicating your mission slash goal. We've talked about identifying a problem and helping our clients solve that problem and giving value back. So I'd like to return to the moderate comods and the stage dwellers here. Uh, what else can we add to what is a successful pitch? Um, and I have not yet heard from, let's see, Zavi. Zavi, would you like to weigh in on this? Yeah, thank you, Tate. I appreciate that. Um, what comes to heart and mind for me around creating a successful pitch is an undervalued component of communication that I notice goes untapped in most coaching communities, and that is the art of listening. Oftentimes, when I go to create a client's blueprint, I reference back to call notes that I have from one of our connection calls that are copious and detailed. I try to write verbatim what I hear from the client around their needs and wants. Oftentimes, we get so excited about our offers that we forget to customize those to the individual that we are working with. So as Raj mentioned uh, last week, in our clubhouse meeting due to the nature of COVID, he's changed his offering slightly to reflect the financial capacity of clients that come his way. And I think that's true also in the way that we format a blueprint of the client's needs. Oftentimes we don't listen closely and try to affix the details of our offer creation onto that client, which oftentimes can leave them feeling unheard, unseen, uh, which creates confusion and therefore a lack of confidence in what you have to offer. Uh, translation, low conversion versus the ability to listen and reflect upon that client's desire to work with you and to understand what their unique needs are and how you can serve them. So that's been an incredibly useful tool I've employed in my uh, communication coaching thus far to create powerful blueprints and, and work with the right clients. I'm finished. Thank you, Tate. I am in awe, Mr. Zavi. I, I just feel like your crisp, clear communication. I mean, it's amazing how what I hear, when I hear you speak, Zavi, I hear words that are like uh, 75 cent words. You know, they're words that aren't out of reach for people, but they're also uh, words that mean more than your typical, uh, you know, verbs and adverbs and such. So, Zavi, I appreciate that, but I want to ask you another question in response to what you said. Undervalued component is this art of listening. When I'm giving a pitch, I am the one speaking. So how do I listen while I'm speaking? That is the question I have, and I might have a follow-up for you. Yeah, beautiful question, Tate. Uh, what comes up for me is that the process of asking clarifying questions as you pitch, while confrontational to this ego structure that dictates we need to know everything and we need to be strong in our assertion of how we can serve the client, actually creates a trust factor that can be valuable for working with that client. So every blueprint that I pitch, after I present a certain section of the course timeline in working with that client, I will say, how does that land for you? Does that resonate based on what I heard you say last time? 
Um, and sometimes they say yes, sometimes they say no, but that also makes the pitch more customized and more valuable to their needs and that there's flexibility rather than rigidity. Uh, I would say there's uh, an almost defiant part of any client that you want to work with who wants the out of saying no due to their own personal doubt or perhaps their fear of commitment that can actually be alleviated by asking those clarifying questions in the process of pitching. Does that answer your question? Yeah, yeah, it does. And when you said it alleviates them of that confusion, right? The biggest enemy of conversion is confusion. I've heard this a lot of times. And if I'm confused, it's generally because I don't understand something. And I'm usually I can understand the sight of the person. I see them dressed in a tie or whatever they're in. But when I hear them speak, I something is to be desired, right? And it is an art, an art of listening. And one thing I wanted to point out to everybody was um, that I heard that was great was, how does that land for you? I love that response. How does that land for you? So thank you, Zavi. Thank you for indulging my uh, question. And uh, let's move right along. Um, Phil, what, what, are your, what are your thoughts on this, Mr. Podcast Mogul? Sorry. Uh, yeah, for me, it's it's a little weird because I pitch reverse. I, I try and get uh, my ideal client on my podcast to interview them, to learn about the pain points that they face in their business and seeing how podcasting can eventually help them be uh, be solve that issue or expand their reach for they want. So for me, a, a successful launch uh, or landing or... Uh, pitch would be when uh, I can uh, a, a client calls me back and goes, "Hey, I'm really interested in uh, working with you on p- podcasting because they had such an enjoyable time being a guest on my show." So for me, it's when I uh, I get that little everybody talks about uh, emails me back about how great the uh, the uh, the uh, journey was on the podcast because I make it so enjoyable. That that's for me how I can tell. I'm done. Thank you. Thank you, Phil. Appreciate it. Experience. That's what I heard. Has anyone else studied the idea of experience, creating an experience? Uh, You know, when I hear certain people speak, I am indulged, indulged, that's not the right word. I am, I am embedded in their experience that they're designing. Somebody who is an amazing meditator or guided meditation or an amazing artist who is painting the picture, and I'm just captivated by their every word. How do we turn all of that from like the ego? I want to touch on the ego. Hits the ego, right? Asking a clarifying question puts me at risk of damaging my ego because I have a program that solves everything. So have you had experiences with clients like this? This is for the group. Anyone had any experience with clients uh, where your ego was bruised? And how did you get through that? Uh, And because that's a deeper question, um, I will answer first, and it'll be brief. In the midst of my first year dealing with uh, uh, dealing with 
I'm sorry, I was looking at the back channel. In the midst of my first uh, year dealing with uh, attracting clients to my digital marketing business, my pitches were very similar. I had a script. I stuck to the script. And I had someone actually ask me, uh, well, why wouldn't you be doing YouTube ads? Yeah, and there was a pause because I was so frozen in my script that I did not know what to say. And I shut down. And what I ended up doing was just caving in and saying, you know what? You're totally right. I completely missed that and forgot. And when I showed that vulnerability, the client actually said, well, you know what? I'm going to hire you anyway, because that vulnerability shows that you are able to listen. But it was in no way due to my ego that I uh, was able to work with that client. So does anyone have any other uh, story with a client where your ego got in the way of a pitch, a shark tank style perhaps, or whatever it is? Um, and maybe we can kind of go back around the, the room again. Um, and I know that Pawan and Amruta, I would love to hear what your ideas are on this too. Um, so anybody that would like to chime in right now, uh, including Pawan and Amruta, please go ahead and uh, let's just do it popcorn style. So I shall mute and I'm complete for now. So um, I when I haven't had any specific instance where um, ego was an issue per se, but yes, there were um, there are a lot of instances where um, I've had to really control myself because the client asks questions and sometimes you know it's just um, especially when it comes to branding, um, you know, so questions like if I can start with marketing, I can do marketing, I can maybe have a brand ambassador, why do I need to do branding? So I don't know, questions like that just sort of get my goal sometimes and it's really difficult to keep my cool to answer in a, um, I don't know, in a, in a polite manner. Um, but yeah, I try not to let go per se get in the way. Uh, it's it's just difficult sometimes, um, but yes, I try not to do that. That was yeah, that was my take on it. Uh, I'm done talking. Thank you for your share, Amrut. I really appreciate that. It's always courageous uh, to uh, get into a pitch. Uh, it's not always like Shark Tank, right? It's probably very seldom like Shark Tank because that's all dramatized. Um, but thank you for sharing. Pawan, do you have some things to add to this as well, my friend? Uh, actually, I don't have any kind of experience like this, but uh, while dealing with others, I often uh, act with kindness. I often don't uh, let ego go win over me. So uh, while dealing with uh, anyone on social media or in, in, even in real life, I often act with kindness with anyone, everyone. Hmm. Yes, I'm reminded that like attracts like, and that that sort of energetic thing in the universe or the world where if I am acting out of 
dare I say it, love, uh, compassion, gratitude, I will generally receive that back. Thank you, Pavan. That's amazing. So now that we are talked, we've talked about the idea that a pitch isn't just a pitch, a script. It's, 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 a, it's a whole energy and embodiment. I wonder if maybe we could um, actually apply some of this around, around the stage. And I, I have, I have uh, because I like to sh- not ask anyone to do what I wouldn't do myself, I certainly have one, but I would like to ask if anyone would like to uh, discuss your pitch and the development of your pitch, how long, how long that it takes, uh, what uh, your mission really is, what your goals are, uh, what problem do you solve for clients and customers? Um, So let's go uh, back in order and I'm going to shift back to Anthony. Anthony, I am curious about people and consulting with uh, finances. People are often fairly left-brained. And um, so your, your standard uh, pitch to people, what, uh, what do you make sure that you include in it? About how long would you say that it is? And you can certainly communicate about anything else that you want to share that you think would add value to, to our audience. Yeah, definitely, Kate. So I have a uh, an interesting perspective around this. So I'm a big believer that, and just to clarify, Kate, um, just to uh, give me the heads up on this, um, in terms of pitching, right, are we talking more about like if we're on a sales call or trying to sell to a client or something, um, what our services or something like that would be? Is that kind of what we're referring to? Absolutely. Anything from the services we offer, who we are, our experience, whatever it touches, their pain points, you know, all of that, all of it, the whole picture. Got, got. Just want to make sure. Yeah. So, like I said, I have, I have an interesting perspective on this. Um, I believe uh, wholeheartedly, and I, Kate, I think you'll agree with me, um, that I think the best sales strategy, uh, I think, always comes down to brand, right? So, I think the ability to um, position your credibility in a way that allows a mass audience or just one individual person, meaning a prospect, um, that you'd be able to pitch to, understands exactly where you're going for prior to even getting on a call or, or message, right? So to me, I always view it as my pitch, particularly, um, I don't even like necessarily calling it a pitch because on a sales call with me and companies that I'm working for, I'm depending mainly on my brand to do the talking for me. That way, my credibility is at 100% scale. So for example, right, the reason why that's so important is that if you are 100% credible, like actually 100% credible in a situation, people will genuinely trust you in, in, you know, follow your lead in terms of where you're trying to take them the problem lies is when you're not 100 you're 90 or you're 63 or you're 42 percent credible at that point right because if you're a really 100 percent credible in a pitch or a sale i would say hey if you give me a dollar i'll give you 100 back and that's 100 percent credible situation right so i think it comes down to the credibility of brand prior to getting on that i think that's where a lot of those underestimated factors of a sale are found um, but what I would say is, you know, I tend to value you know, open-ended questioning, uh, like question-based sales, in order to lead up to the pitch that my actual quote-unquote pitch is not very complex or, or you know, long-winded at all. I think it's, at the, you know, at a certain point, I, I want it to be almost a win-win and a 
seamless transition from prospect to client as much as humanly possible. Um, so for my opinion, that's kind of how I look at it. Um, I want to make sure that it's a perfect alignment, right? So I don't necessarily like, you know, I don't want to ever seem like forced, right? So that's why I don't necessarily love the word pitch when it comes down to signing up clients is because sometimes when you're pitching, it's almost like you're trying to convince and you're trying to white knuckle something. So I kind of view it under the umbrella of, you know, I want to allow the prospect to tell me where their struggles are. And I want to be able to, you know, custom make a solution that we know works for the both of us. And then we kind of just transition from there. And I think in that level, the pitch in that sense and this definition is pretty seamless. Beautiful. I want to allow. Wow. You just shifted like my entire concept on this because pitch is accepted by everybody. You know, that's what everyone says. But I just, you know, I want to allow a natural flow to take place. I've got something they want. Perhaps they need to be clear on what they need and what they want. And I need to be clear on if I can be in alignment with that. So it's almost like I want to allow an alignment and attraction to take place. You're right. And think about this too, just to expand it really quickly. Um, The ability to do that, like I said, I think a lot of that lives within the credibility of brand prior to even getting on on a sales call. You know, you sound like a, a closing expert I once learned from that was like, from the moment that you, uh, your ad hit their eyes, you were pitching, you were, you were selling, um, you know, everything from the colors and the, you know, the feel of the brand to the page on Instagram. Um, it's all one large red carpet rolled out to your prospect. So beautiful. Thank you. Thank you very much. Raj. What are you? What are your thoughts now that we've kind of digested this through a little bit? And what are, what are your thoughts as a PR person um, when pitching? Hey Jay, um, I kind of agree and a little bit, not so much, a little bit disagree with Anthony. And the reason why I say that is because you don't know what the your prospect's problem is. Um, and sometimes, I mean, like before I came to Clubhouse, I used to get a lot of clients that were contacting me and they were interested in the marketing services, but they wouldn't explain what their, or they wouldn't, they wouldn't open up to what your problem was. So you had to, to a point, not sell your services, but sell what you can do. Right, so you had to then take a, a second guess what their problem is. Now, I think on Clubhouse, it's made it that little bit easier because you could go into a room and somebody before you might be pitching, and you could actually connect with them, and then you can actually make that connection, and then you can say, "Okay, I can help you with this," and then I might pitch, and somebody might connect with me and might say, "Hang on a minute, I need a PR guy because I need some publicity online, or I need to be visible online," you know. So. I think, like I explained earlier, where there's a problem, there's always a solution, right? So I think when you're pitching, I think the pitch needs to be quite clear about what's, what problems you can solve. Um, because my, I mean, I'm going to give you like a prime example. I was in a room yesterday, right? And it was a music, it was a music room. So I went into the room and it was a one minute pitch room. So it was like speed networking, right? And I went in there. I was a quarter away 
through my pitch. I hadn't even come to 30 seconds of my pitch. And this guy just cut me off. And he was like, we need you to wrap up quickly, right? So he goes to me, have you got any pro tips? I said, no, I've got no pro tips. I went, I switched my mic off and I just left the room because I found that very rude. And I found the fact that I didn't, I wasn't able to complete my pitch because I'm the kind of person, I've done a lot in business, right? And I've done a lot in helping uh, um, individuals. I've done a lot in, um, in terms of projects, right? And I'm involved in a lot of projects. Now, if you cannot have the opportunity to, to basically not sell yourself, but what you're ultimately saying to the audience is that this is what I do, this is who I am, and this is how I can help you, and this is how I can solve your problem. So if you can't explain that, and somebody just comes in and just basically shuts you down, then that, for one, for me, is that the person has no etiquette, and secondly, the person is very rude, or thirdly, the person is very threatened by your bio, because my bio is very detailed, and I haven't even finished my bio yet, because like I explained to you last week, and to the rest of the room, I've got an announcement to make in September, right? So sometimes, what it is, you've got to remember who you're pitching to as well, because you could be pitching to your competitors, right? And your competitors don't like it. And you'll get shut down like, like I have That's been right. done twice on, on, on Clubhouse, right? So it's happened to me twice already in the space of, let's say, in the last 24 hours, right? And I don't blow my own trumpet. I let my bio do that for me. And I let my followers do that for me. I don't, I don't need to blow my own trumpet. My Instagram is the way it is. I don't, I don't believe in having a high follower um, metrics, right? Because you can have a high follower metric, but you might not have any clients, you see? So I believe in, like you said, Tate, this room has literally got seven people in it today, right? We've got six on stage and we've got Cindy in the audience, right? But it's a quality room because people that want to be here are here, you know? And that's the same principle that I use with my business pitching. People that want to work with me will work with me because they see the value that I can offer. They look at my socials, they look at what I'm doing, and they look at the free stuff that I can offer them in order for me to help them. Now, look, we all got to earn a living. We all got businesses to run. We all got bills to pay. So there is an element of cost involved, yes. But like David said, um, last week I mentioned that I've actually changed my pricing structure for businesses that are struggling in COVID. I don't need to do that. Why do, why do I need to do that? Because in the UK, the economy is starting to pick up again. But I'm doing it because I want to help businesses that are still struggling. You know, So if people can see that value, then they would want to work with me. Um, but I also agree to a point in what Anthony is saying is let, the, let your prospect actually tell you the problem. Because if they tell you the problem, then it's an easier pitch. You know, then you can actually narrow it down and then you can strip down the business and then you can look at where the issues are and then you can say, okay, this is what I can do for you. You know, but it's not necessarily selling. It's what you can do for them. It's up to them if they want to buy or not your service. You see, so we do, a, I mean, like when I speak to clients, when I do my 30-minute consultation, I give free value. And what do I get in return? I get a free testimonial. And what does that do for me? It gives me free social proof. You know, so I'm getting something in return for it. And I don't ask for it. Clients just give it to me. You know, and then they will potentially come back maybe in a few months, maybe in a few weeks, maybe in a couple of hours and say, Raj, I want to buy your service because I found value in a 30 minute consultation. So that's how I structured my business. And, and I think, in my humble opinion, 
every business runs differently as well. And every business has different needs and every business has a different way of working. There's a Punjabi saying, right? Five fingers are not the same. And that is exactly the same principle that I take into my business. Thank you, Tate. Raj, five fingers are not the same. Beautiful. Love it. Thank you so much for the share. Um, uh, Zavi, I have a really big ask of you, my friend. My ask of you, you've heard now the room speak, this very quality room full of, you know, Raj said, we have, we have seven people. It's quality people. And the average human life, you know, whatever, 80 years, something like that, times seven. I mean, that's around 650, 650 years worth of experience, knowledge. Um, and I wonder if you could sort of gently provide us with an evaluation of what you've heard so far as a communications expert. And I want to hone in on uh, this uh, idea of consolidated speech and maybe some tips on how at least I could uh, consolidate my own speech when, uh, when um, maybe communicating my business, not pitching my business. So, Zavi, I'm done speaking for now. Thank you, Tate. Um, just as a clarifying question from my end, you'd like me to clarify my perspective on the communication of the group, as it were, or perhaps the communication techniques that we've been offering in terms of consolidation in pitching the client. In a way that is as non-threatening as possible, right? As just like what you've heard in this room and or other rooms and what you maybe top three things you work with people on when it comes to consolidating their speech. Sure. Absolutely. Well, um, I think that interplay between Anthony and Raj was beautiful just now and uh, it was compassionate. Um, it was self-representational, or we could say it inspired self-advocacy, um, and it honored perspective. So obviously, in the context of running our businesses, we each have our own unique style and approach to communication. The way that we learn with each other, uh, and this is something that Maggie brought up earlier that I thought was really beautiful, uh, is through differing perspectives, but shared core values. So what I notice in terms of consolidated communication and mutual interplay is the ability to first acknowledge the other's perspective, to two, render your opinion and perspective, and three, create a clarifying bridge between the two perspectives. So as an example of Anthony and Raj going back and forth about strategy there at pitching, I thought that was beautiful. And I find it to be very challenging because, as you said, Tate, we get caught up in our ego structures of needing to feel right or needing to feel as though we're the expert. Um, different, uh, different ways for different folks, as it were. So uh, with that said, I thought that was beautiful. And then in terms of consolidation of speech, when it comes to pitching, when it comes to interpersonal communication, there's a rule that I like to employ with myself, and that is when I feel excited, I slow down. Typically, we fumble our words or we miss key points when the excitement or emotion around pitching to a client reaches a peak. And oftentimes, the clarity and understanding we seek to cultivate in a pitch or in a conversation with a potential client 
uh, is best served by emotional self-regulation. Practically speaking, this looks like breath control. So learning to employ diaphragmatic breathing while listening and also proper breathing while we are speaking can help consolidate speech so that quite literally we do not become long-winded, but we become excellent communicators in our ability to be precise and clear. Kate, if that answers your question, I'm curious and I'm done speaking. Yes, in fact, it does answer the question. Slow down to calm down and that emotional self-regulation. Um, beautiful, outstanding. Uh, you know, I, I'm kind of speechless, which I think when I get speechless, it means that uh, there's something else trying to come through. Uh, as they say, come through. Um, that sort of inner purpose, inner embodiment, and uh, the, just the term pitch your business arise, arouses a, a high, high level of anxiety in myself. And one of the only ways I've found to quell that anxiety is to practice and practice again. So thank you for, the, for your points, Zavi. Uh, those are amazing. Um, I would like to kind of hear, since we evoked your names, Anthony and Raj, what are your thoughts about what Zavi said, uh, starting with Anthony? Yeah, I think Zavi definitely hit the nail on the head there. And obviously, I, I appreciate the compliment um, for me and Raj's um, perspective there. Um, so thank you. But I do think even from what you had said last there in terms of, you know, that emotional wherewithal of, you know, being able to communicate. Um, and just breathe through a call and don't sound over, you know, winded and try not to stumble over your speech and things of that nature. Um, I think that's extremely true. And I think one extra thing I might be able to add in some value um, is I think a lot of that happens when we become emotionally attached to the outcome, right? So, like, I think a lot of times we, when we're on a call or if we're trying to pitch something or close a sale, a lot of times what will happen is we will become emotionally attached to this future that we've painted a picture of, of them saying yes or them pulling out their credit card. Meanwhile, we're living in the future so much that we've yet to actually be present in the call and understand the client's needs and be empathetic throughout the process enough so that allows you to actually accommodate what they need. Um, so I think that would be just like a further perspective or lens to look through is like, ask yourself the question, am I being emotional? Am I being overly emotionally attached to this outcome that I'm trying so hard to create. Meanwhile, if you became present in the scenario, you'd have a much better, you know, better effective rate. Thank you. Thank you, Anthony. How about Raj? Hey, Tate. Um, yeah, I mean, I can't, I do agree with Zavi. Um, and um, again, um, I, I would second what Anthony said about mine and Anthony's um comments earlier. I do appreciate your 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 kind words and um and for um the compliments. Uh, thank you so much. But um I feel that sometimes it depends on the individual's speech as well because although I do agree with like when the excitement kicks in we tend to talk faster, that sometimes also depends on the individual because I have um 
let's say personally, my family, some individuals that talk really fast and that's just their normal speech. So sometimes that cannot be controlled and that could be a just a a human nature that is that he's born with, you know, like he just talks fast generally. So individuals probably have different speech um um I'm not going to say techniques because it's not a technique, but they are born with certain speech speeds, I would say. So some would talk generally faster than others. Um, but with myself, I've been told that I talk very fast myself. Um, and sometimes um, I talk okay. But I think what Zavi said, and he has nailed it on the head, is that, um, that, when, you're, that when you're a bit more emotionally attached and when you're kind of a little bit more like excited about the project or you're excited about the client probably um, signing on the dotted line or you feel you've, you've got them to a point where they're going to be signing, you tend to be a bit more, um, how can I say, um, you're a bit more animated to a point. So if you're in front of a client, you're more animated. Maybe your speech slows down because your animation can represent your speech. But when you're on the phone, it's the opposite. So it just depends in what environment you're in. You're in as well, probably. So perhaps that is um, that is my notion on it. Um, and as Zavi said as well, that everyone has different working styles and different pitching styles. And I think it comes down to how each individual kind of talks as well, I suppose. Um, so yeah, like that's my take on it, Tate. But one thing I want to say is that as Samantha's on the stage. And if it's okay, yeah, I just wanted to get her to quickly introduce herself to the group that haven't met her and maybe see what her thoughts are on um, um, how to create a perfect picture or how does she do a perfect picture when she's going for a, let's say, a photo shoot or a, like she's got there, a magazine cover. On to you, Samantha. Samantha, it's so good to see you. Just uh, before she speaks, you have to be aware that we are currently recording live for a podcast, The Billion Dollar Mind. Thank you. Thank you, Phil. Samantha, I'm so sorry. I was sure. I was so excited that you got into the room that I forgot to announce that we are recording this room for podcast production. So, Samantha, if you would like to share who you are, what you do, and the energy that you radiate with this room, please go ahead. The mic is yours. Hello, good afternoon, everybody. So my name is Samantha, aka Tina Cintello. I'm a model, a new entrepreneur for Hearts of Shade, which is sunglasses brand, which I'm looking to launch on my birthday, coming up October. And I'm also a real estate agent, I'm an assistant at the moment. So my first career is modeling. I model for, it could be for anything. You know, I'm an editorial model. I just launched my first magazine with um, Swing Black Mag, which is very amazing, a big brand. And I'm just on a roll right now, you know, so. So beautiful. me. Hey, Samantha, what is the magazine? What is that magazine that you are on the cover of called? 
Okay, so it's called Swing Black Magazine. So it's where they, you know, they introduce um, young black matter to the world, photographer, designer. Um, they introduce it to the fashion world. Congratulations again. I'm so excited for you. Uh, and talk about clear, beautiful energy. Um, we're talking about pitching your business and all of this, but, you know, I think that Samantha uh, rounds the bend for us in terms of like being able to exude or radiate just the feel. Because when I hear you speak, Samantha, I, 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 I hear class and I hear elegance. I hear a little bit of uh, excitement, uh, art, artistic, artistic, you know what, uh, whatever it is. And, and uh, I think that's just a gorgeous statement on, you know, the idea that pitching isn't just pitching. It's also just sharing who we are with the world. So, yes, because. To me, um, as I, I mean, I came in the room very late and I jumped in on the conversations. Um, I would say for me, in real estate, it's kind of different because I just tapped in that. That's where you sell. I haven't really dived um, really deep in it because right now I'm working as an assistant. I got my real estate school license, but I haven't got my state license yet. That's an exam that I need to take. But I would say as a model, you know, I'm from a sales background. Um, that's from the phone industry, customer service. I used to be a store manager for T-Mobile, Verizon. Those are big phone companies in the United States. Um, so as I branch off now in being an entrepreneur in my business, I'm just looking to, in the sales part, I know how to do that part. But uh, I would say as a model, it's all about selling yourself because you come first. You understand? They look at your art. Your art could be amazing. But when they meet you in the room, if you're not confident in yourself, it's like a no. So you have to present yourself and be confident in knowing what you're doing and know what you're saying. And that's how you sell yourself along the board. I, I, I heard what you just said. And, you know, in fact... It, when I'm when I'm wearing my outfit that looks like the one you're wearing on that magazine, I have to exude confidence too. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I, I I can't even imagine like the uh, uh, you know the posturing of being able to uh, embody. I think that puts a really beautiful cap on the conversation of pitching businesses, as well as. Um, all of this amazing information that has been shared by these masterful uh, experts up on stage today. Um, and I want to thank Anthony Sabatino, Raj Singh, Zavi D, Phil Better, and Samantha, it's Chidi Chinchilla, um, up on stage for sharing um, your valuable, influential uh, skills and tips and experience on, uh, let's call it now, communicating your business to others, huh? Not pitch. Let's get rid of the pitch word. So we talked about, you know, consolidating speech today, um, slowing down to calm ourselves and the emotional regulation, clearly to communicate our mission and goals. These are a lot of things, right? These are tons and tons of information to remember. So if you're listening to this podcast, please, please, please ping uh, my account and I will 
set you up with one of these amazing experts on stage today or see what I can do to help you as well. Because when it comes to pitching, uh, it's important to identify problems that our customers are having and giving that value back to them and being able to practice the art of listening and asking clarifying questions and probably the most challenging is uh, allowing our ego to fall away. You know, just tell the ego, hey, it's okay. Pat the ego on the head. You're there. I see you. You're here to protect me, but in this moment, I need to learn. And so uh, how does that land for everybody on the stage? I mean, we're kind of at the end of our session today. And those that know me know I do not like to have the marathon rooms on Clubhouse. Time is the most precious and valuable investment. And I am, from the bottom of my heart, I am honored to have all of you on stage today and the value you bring to the New Media Collective as well as personally to my own heart. So again, I'll ask that question, how does that land for you? And I'll start with Anthony. If you want to give a quick summary of your experience today, anything else you'd like to share with us, take it away, Anthony. Yeah, uh, I agree with everything that has been said, and I love the just exchange of value that everybody's given from their own personal experiences and, and you know exchanges that they've had in their lives and brought that to the table. Um, I would say, in general, if we could boil it all down, right? I think it always comes down to um, credibility. I think it comes down to your ability to communicate. I think it comes down to you know understanding that you bring an energy and that person has an energy and it's about reciprocation i think all these things are very important um i think at the end of the day we're it's a people thing right this is an art of people um so your ability you know your ability to communicate with people and through people um is a very valuable skill and i think we've talked a good amount about that today mm. um and i genuinely think that authenticity like tate was referring to before um is is key as well you know your, your version of authenticity that you bring to the table is way more apparent than most think and a lot of times the you know the ability to try to build a facade around you is very tempting and enticing just based around how social media works but i think the more that you bring authenticity into the full picture and allow people to really see that in real transparency i think that will you know start a new rhythm that i think brings a lot more to the table stunning summary my friend and i'm so grateful to actually flow with you and feel your vocal energy. It's, uh, it's, 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 it's about time. So how can people get a hold of you, Anthony, if they want to connect with you for any consulting? Sure. Um, so you can, if you're on Clubhouse, you can just um, go to my profile and DM me on Instagram. It's at Anthony Sabatino, ASTF, all one thing. Um, or if you want to just go a more direct route, you can email me, Anthony at ASTFsolutions.com. Check out my website. Um, stsolutions.com everything is in my instagram bio if you want to check that out um i also have um a vlog on youtube that i it is by far the most proud um part of content that i've ever created both for myself and the business um i pour everything into it it covers all areas of business i have four up there right now there some of them are 18 minutes some of them eight um they're a full you know just blog of New York, living in New York City as a business owner and I explain literally every single thing that goes into creating a business and making it successful so um, if you want that just search my name Anthony Sabatino on YouTube and that will um, give you pretty much everything you need to know in terms of running a business um, but yeah other than that uh, Instagram DM or email works great in terms of contacting 
I know who's going into a uh, YouTube hole tonight. That's this guy checking out Anthony's beautiful uh, YouTube videos. Thanks, Anthony, again. Love it, Dave. Yeah, you bet. Take it over to Raj. Raj, any closing thoughts from you? And let people know how they can get a hold of you and in touch with you for PR and marketing expertise that you bring. Hey, Jay, thank you so much. Um, my closing statement will be that this room has been amazing, different thoughts from different individuals. Um, and it's all been positive. Uh, we can all learn from each other um, as everybody works differently. So we can all implement different strategies from different individuals. And Zavi, you've taught me something different, and that is slow down. <laughs> and I will slow down. So thank you for that. Um, Phil, you're awesome, buddy. Um, thanks for recording this podcast for the New Media Collective. And um, if anybody wants to get in touch with me, do hit me up on the back channel on Clubhouse. Um, hit me up on Instagram. Do DM me, but please don't mention Clubhouse or CH as um, accounts are getting shadow banned um, or blocked or your reach will be suppressed. So be very careful with that. Um, just mention the room that you met the individual in and then we can connect. Hit me up via my calendar. I've got a free 30-minute consultation. Check out all my socials. Got loads of free content about marketing tips. And if you want to work with me, let's jump on the call and let's see how we can work together. Um, we are quite competitive in terms of price. And we have different services. Do check out my bio. I've got loads of interesting projects I've done. Some interesting facts about me. And if you know any artists or businesses, do send them my way. Because I'll work on a referral system and we can work out a percentage kickback. Thank you, Tate. I'm going to have Raj come and join me for my morning meditation group. <laughs> Raj, honored. And thank you so much for being a right-hand person uh, to me and helping this room grow. Um, Zavi, I'm going to hand the microphone to you. What say you for a last summary comment? And how can <laughs> we get in touch with Zavi D and stoke it up? <laughs> Thank you, Tate. Uh, I'm over on Instagram as Stoked Communication. Uh, the link in my bio contains lots of cool goodies, free value, a new blog posts that I just wrote on why your content falls flat. Uh, I'm also over on LinkedIn at Zabi Donabedian and on Facebook as Zabi Donabedian. Uh, recently, I just created a Twitter, which is exciting and fun for me. So that should be in the link in my bio as well. I uh, just saw you today on Twitter, Zabi. <laughs> I was like, that's Zabi. Yes, 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 yes. And I'm excited for that. Um, otherwise, I invite you all to check out my content, like, post, reshare, uh, hop on a connection call with me shoot me the dm stoked and that secures you a 30-minute conversation where we can do a communication audit of your interpersonal business communication otherwise tate thank you so much for having me today i appreciate you all and uh stoked for the next conversation awesome and zavi you're also on myspace too right people you spend most of your time on myspace is that right that's correct myspace napster <laughs> 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 So, so honored, so honored. Thank you. All right. Yeah, right on. Well, Phil, Phil, our dedicated person who has been a podcast moguling in the background. What do you think? Wrap it up for us, Phil, and then we'll get to Samantha. 
Um, I just can't really follow any of these great guys before me who've uh, shared so much knowledge. Um, uh, I can just say if you're interested in starting a podcast or wanting to take your podcast to the next level, please, I have a free 30-minute call where I will throw every idea I have in my head that I have used to help other clients get top 10 podcasts uh, in popularity across the world. And it would be a pleasure. Just go to my website, feelbetterinc.com, and you can book a free call with me, and uh, I'll be more than happy to help you out. Uh, that's for everything. And I want to thank Raj. Anthony and Zavi for uh, being an amazing uh, crew here. And uh, also, um, it's I'm sorry, I can't read your name, but thank you so much and have a great day. Uh, Phil, thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. You are uh, the podcast mogul, and you're not going to be satisfied with that. You're going to be the podcast magnate and pretty soon the podcast icon. So watch Phil better for some amazing, amazing things podcast-wise. Innovative, ingenuitive, and communicative. And he makes uh, funny pictures as well. Check out his story. All right, Samantha. Samantha, I would like to save the best for last, of course. What are you, what are your words here for everyone and how can we get in touch with you? My word here for everyone is whatever you're doing, keep doing it, you know, stay confident and everything is possible. And I'm a model. You can contact me on Instagram and you can also contact me in, on Clubhouse. So my Instagram is Finishing Solo and I have some beautiful artwork there that you can check out. Okay. And I will leave this one thing with you all. Part unknown, but finished unforgettable and with that who could put a solid a more solid period at the end of that sentence right so thanks samantha honored you have been listening to the billion dollar mind podcast and uh, this is tate with billion dollar growth new media collective and we've had on stage today anthony sabatino Raj Singh, Zavidanabedian, Phil Better, and Samantha Harmon. We are part of the New Media Collective. If you'd like to join the New Media Collective, come to my Instagram page at Billion Dollar Growth. All one word. Tap on the bio link and you'll be uh, amazed at all of the value that it will bring into your life. So once again, I want to thank all of my guests today. I want to honor and thank you for allowing me to be your facilitator in this journey. And if you've enjoyed this, share with all of your friends. Every Tuesday and Thursday, we meet in Clubhouse at 3 p.m. Mountain Time. And if you would tag us with hashtag NMC, hashtag NMC for New Media Collective, we'll be sure to make sure you get information on our group. So once again, thank you very much for listening to the Billion Dollar Mind podcast. And we will shortly uh, be in touch with you. And again, everyone on stage, thank you. I so appreciate your time with us today. And uh, with that, 
Uh, what a beautiful room. What a valuable room. I'm going to go ahead and just shut down and close down this room. And uh, Anthony, I'm going to definitely uh, get in touch with you here soon. Um, so everybody, take care of yourself. And just remember, trust yourself that your day is the best day in your life so far. 